Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. John Lennon was just outside of his apartment, the Manhattan, the, um, it was in Manhattan, it was the Dakota building, very exclusive uh, place, and John Lennon had an apartment there, and he and his wife Yoko Ono lived there. John had been in a recording session, and he was uh, outside returning to his apartment building, and just outside of his apartment building, he was shot and killed. John Lennon was, was murdered, and it happened on this day in 1980, 43 years ago. And I remember exactly where I was and how I felt. And it was a, a strange, very empty feeling. And particularly for baby boomers who grew up with the Beatles. This was a moment that you knew at this moment what you maybe had been hoping for, a Beatles reunion. Even if it was just briefly, was never going to happen again. There was talk of the Beatles getting back together. And about this time, you know, uh, uh, Lorne, My- um, Lorne Michaels of uh, Saturday Night Live was offering the Beatles. Now, at the time, this was a lot of money. It's not a lot of money today. But at the time, it was a lot of money. He was offering the Beatles a million dollars to be the musical guest on Saturday Night Live just one time. And they, they turned it down. But there was still some buzz that the Beatles might get back together. The idea that they could back could get back together was was comforting for baby boomers who wanted to see them come together again. The Beatles were not together that long. Well, I mean, they, they were, but in terms of their prominence in the United States, the Beatles arrived in 1964, and it was over by 1970. The Beatles had broken up. Think about the different genres of music they gave us over a six-year period. I believe they stopped touring in 1966. They only toured for two years. And yet the impact that they had on music and on uh, a generation was indescribable. And, and think about the variety of music they gave us. You know, the early Beatles, the, early Beatles, the, the, the love stuff and the great R&B cover songs. And, and then, you know, there was, um, you know, Help and, and, and more. And then there was the, the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album. And I'm not necessarily doing these all in order, but Magical Mystery Tour Rubber Soul, the White Album, which is technically titled The Beatles, uh, but it, it, you know, everybody refers to it as The White Album, Abbey Road. Think about all those different genres The Beatles gave us. So this was just a phenomenal, phenomenal group that had meant so much to the baby boomer generation. And the idea that John Lennon, who did nothing but promote peace in his life, was murdered. Was, was shocking. 
Ian, did we get a hold of, um, well, hang on just a second. Ian's on the phone. I'll uh, check with him in, in just a moment. Um, did we uh, did we get huh? that uh, ABC recording? Yeah, yeah, I okay, just got it right that? now. As a matter okay, of fact. yeah, I want to I want to uh, share this with you. This is um, th- this happened forty three years ago. Now I was doing the morning show on um, QUE WQUE at the time, and I was in bed. I went to bed. The, the, the Monday night football game was not that exciting, and I often went to bed before the game came to an end. So I went to bed during Monday Night Football. I went to bed before this announcement was made. And some of you may remember this, but just imagine watching Monday Night Football and imagine getting this message. What we know in the booth. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game, no matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival. Hard to go back to the game after that news flash, which in duty found we had to take. Frank? And that was the unmistakable voice of Howard Cosell. They got the news during Monday Night Football. I had gone to sleep. So there was no social media. I didn't have a, a cell phone with me. So I woke up in the morning about, um, you know, 4 o'clock to go into the station, and I didn't hear any of that news. I didn't, uh, no, nothing was turned on in, in the house, and I didn't have a phone or anything to, to alert me. I got to the radio station and parked, and outside at one of the newspaper kiosks, where I bought a newspaper every day. I put the money in and lifted up the, the handle, took the newspaper out, and alone on a dark street in downtown New Orleans, I read the headline. John Lennon had been murdered. There was nobody to talk to. It was a... It was just a, an empty, lonely feeling. And at that moment, I knew the Beatles would never get back together again. And so I knew what my show would be about that day. Everything that I had planned was, you know, just thrown out of the window. And I went on the air that morning and talked about the death of John Lennon. And so often in, in my career, I've had the unfortunate... Um, the unfortunate uh, job of, um, of talking about the death of, of important people. And it was really tough that day talking about the death of, of, of John Lennon and uh, played a lot of John Lennon music, uh, obviously. There was a song called Woman by John Lennon, and he had just released it. And, you know, there were some things on that, that album that John Lennon released, um, he was working on right before he died, that almost made it seem like he had a premonition that, that something might happen. We know who did it. That person has been up for parole countless times. But in the, the tradition of this show, I've, I've decided not to talk about killers that might be seeking fame. They might be seeking name recognition, even if they die, whether it's the shooting of an important person or a mass murder. And so in the interest of that new trend on this show, 
I'm not going to even mention the name of the guy who killed John Lennon because I don't want to add to his infamous notoriety. Because one of the things that he said after shot John Lennon was, you will know my name. And so often these people who are involved in these kinds of shootings are seeking notoriety. They're loners. They feel helpless. They feel useless. They feel unrecognized. And they, they, they sense, I guess they sense, that even when they die, they will be famous. People will know them even if they die because of what they've done. And the person who shot him said, my name is, gave his name, quote, you'll remember my name. So he did it just seeking notoriety. And it was so ironic because John Lennon was, again, such a peacemaker. In fact, the U.S. government was trying to deport John Lennon. They thought he was a security risk, a national security risk, because of his views against the Vietnam War. And FBI director, I think he was still FBI director, um, J. Edgar Hoover, but the, the Nixon administration wanted to deport John Lennon. And they fought and fought and went to court and they tried all they could to get John Lennon deported and John Lennon won. And he stayed in this country and got a green card. And look what happened to him. Isn't it sad to think that if John Lennon had been deported, he might be alive today? Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.